Hello and welcome everyone to the TM show. Lyman, who is a writer, um, and also he is soon to be an author, and he is the host of is it that the writer guy podcast? It is that a writer guy podcast, Tim. It's good to be here. Awesome. You have you have the voice for radio. I can hear it. <laughs> Uh, I've I've done a I've done a little bit with uh, audio recording and uh, that kind of stuff in the past, so it's 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 benefited me well. Let's just put it that way. That's awesome. So we're here we're here today. It's January first, and I think a lot of people are looking to make some changes in their life. I think that's a natural part mm-hmm. of the new year. Whether they want to lose weight or uh, get more money or whatever else they're working on. And I think something that kind of came up when I was talking to you earlier is Mm -hmm. that the answer comes down to three words, just do it. Right. I mean, yeah, in a way it does. Um, You know, we, we as humans, we have a tendency to, we have grandiose plans, grand ideas. We want to do so many things and yet we allow ourselves to talk ourselves out of doing it. And we allow ourselves to let fear and self-doubt come into play. And this is our biggest drawback. We are always a negative looking. We always look for the negative in something. We're not always looking for the positive because we're always looking for the what if. We're always looking for the, well, this might not work or this isn't going to happen or what barriers are going to be in the way. Well, we need to get rid of the barriers and we need to tell ourselves that this is this is doable. We can do this. We just have to believe in our ability. And if we don't have the ability, then we need to learn the ability. We have an innate way of, of learning. We have the ability to do things that others can't. We can learn. We can educate ourselves on things that we don't know and thus be better at it. It's just a matter of doing it. Like you said, we just have to do it. I think that's something you said is really important. Like we don't believe in ourselves and we're, always Mm -hmm. looking negatively at our dreams right right and i i just want to talk about for a second like why that is and personally it's like okay let's say your dream was to work at market basket uh have the first girl you meet be your girlfriend and that likes you be your girlfriend for the rest of your life and um save up a couple hundred bucks right (laughs) like Mm -hmm. let's say those are your dreams that's pretty it's pretty easy because you've seen people get a job at market basket you know it's not hard 14 year old kids do it as their first job all the time right. you see people get in their the first per- relationships with the first person they meet that happens all the time people can save a little money but when you go oh i want to be the best in this field or i want to do something that doesn't even exist yet or i want to meet someone that's like perfect for me or as close to perfect as possible that's when you start going, there's no social proof for this. Well, you, go, you know what I mean? So it's hard to believe in something when there's no proof that it can be done. Well, here, here's something that I learned um, 
quite a while back and you said something about being the best at something and the truth is there is no such thing as being the best because you could be the best at the current moment it's like computers the latest and best model is going to be obsolete the latest and best yep. of something is no longer the latest and best of something a month from then we can only be as good as we want ourselves to be and that's what makes us the best of us not the best of others but we can be the best of ourselves if we want it now you know you, you use the uh thing of wor working at the world basket market yes everybody strives to have a job it's not hard to find a job well right now because of the pandemic yeah. that's a little bit of a different ball game for some but we want to strive to have something if it's the best that we can be of ourselves we strive for that we want that we yearn for that we long for that we need that if we're going to start doing something that no one else has has done before we're the only ones who can determine exactly what that is and how to reach it and then share it with others we are the best at what we do because we're the only one doing it but who's to say somebody else won't come along that learns from what you're doing and adapts and finds another way to do it and in turn you find out they found a way to do it in a better method in a faster method in a cleaner method in a more streamlined method so we have to be the best of us we can't be the best of others because even though we are competitive driven the more we find that we work with others the better we will be as a collective not as an individual okay so what i'm kind of hearing from you is less competition and more focus on yourself and then when you add all those individual selves together you have a much better collective than you would have originally well think about the borg okay think about the cube the borg star trek all that jazz by themselves they're nothing if you put one of them on yep. on the on on the starship enterprise they're they're really not able to do a whole lot but you put them in with another with the other borgs as a collective they are extremely difficult to battle they're very smart and it's the same thing for humans as an individual there's only so much that we can do within our limitations as a single being but if you take like-minded people and you start gathering these people together in any kind of situation be it social media in person whatever else you will find very quickly that as a collective we are able to do more because we're all similar minded or similar objective goal set to do it so we are able to work together better than if we are individually all right that makes that makes sense to me i think we need to get a little bit back on track sure so i'm trying to think of how to connect this back but i know we're talking about like how to just do it so if just doing it is the answer 
like let's go a little bit into like well how do you just do it i know that's kind of a big thing but right i think it's necessary nike nike don't don't hurt us now we're not we're not taking your phrase here but um (laughs) you have to do it you have to if you want something bad enough you're going to find a way to do it if you want if you want to make a million dollars you're going to find a way to do it you're going to do whatever it takes to learn to adjust, to adapt, to succeed. If you fail, you learn from your failures, so you can adjust that so you can succeed in the next time. And each time you go further and further and further, the closer and closer and closer you're going to get to doing exactly what you're setting yourself out to do. You just have to do it. And you can't you can't piggyback and say, oh, I'm going to give every excuse for while I failed. No. You just have to do that, too. You have to accept that your failures are going to happen. And if you don't accept failure, you can't accept success. That's definitely important. Uh, I think that learning to enjoy failure, actually, is, it can be pretty important. <laughs> I agree. You, or at least maybe not enjoy it, but at least like be comfortable with it because then you're able to succeed. I've, I know a couple different people or kids that like they have a low frustration tolerance. Mm-hmm. So when they fail, they freak out, and give up, or they stop doing whatever they're doing. Oh, and I think like they're, they're right on the verge of something great and then they give up. Well, <laughs> so, exactly. So, uh, it's, 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 it's a mental break. It's a mental barrier. Um, failure is so ingrained in what we do that when we see failure, a lot of the times we freeze and we don't allow ourselves to learn from the failure. So then we just stop and we can't stop. If we want to succeed, if you look at some of the most successful people out there, let's take, let's take Jeff Bezos. He started Amazon out of his garage and it was strictly books. He was just selling books and stuff. He had failures. If he had stopped right there, we would never know Amazon we probably never would have heard of Amazon outside of the years, a couple years that he might've been in business. He had failures, but he learned from them and he grew and adapted to the needs that he needed in order to be successful. Now look at him now. That's definitely important because if all these great people gave up a long time ago, we wouldn't have, we wouldn't have electricity. Right. We wouldn't have video games. We wouldn't have all kinds of stuff. We wouldn't have yeah electricity. We wouldn't have the vehicles. We wouldn't have our computers. We wouldn't have pretty much everything that we have now is because somebody failed at some point and they found a way to work oh. around it. You know Benjamin Franklin said it best. I might have failed a hundred times, but I found a hundred different ways to do it different. I think that's what he said. Somewhere around there. It was something like that, but it it still rings true today. You look at entrepreneurs and you look at people that are working and building businesses. They're finding ways to fail in order for their, for what they're doing to succeed. And we have to do that. The well, we have to do that in the same sense in anything we do. When I started podcasting, I had a general concept of what podcasting was, but I had no 
idea. I had no clue if I was going to be good at it at all. I had no idea if what I was wanting to do was going to succeed. I pretty much was like, well, I'm going to give it, I'm going to give myself three, four months. I'm just going to see what this does. And I wanted to have fun with it. I think that's one thing that I do want people to understand is that to succeed doesn't mean you have to sacrifice everything and it has to be just miserable for you. No, you can be, you can have a lot of fun with it, but you have to be willing to go out there and just do it. You have to be willing to try. And I'm going into my second season with my podcast. I've over a thousand downloads of my, my, of my podcast. I feel very pleased with where it's been so far. I'm looking forward to the second season, which is going to start in a couple days. And to me, it's a success. My success level, what I perceive as success, is completely different from others. Others might see my my growth of my podcast to be a failure. I don't see it like that. So everybody has their own level of success. It's just what is your definition of success okay cool so basically the main point there was that you need to learn to learn to enjoy failure so that you can have success basically um, what i'm thinking right now what i'm thinking right now is um why don't we try to create like a couple tips i'm imagining someone sitting at home right now who like is feeling a little nervous about starting the new year mm -hmm. and they really want to hit it hard Monday cause they were supposed to start today, but they still haven't. Right. That, and just give them a few tips that new year's on hangover. how to just do it. <laughs> that, that wonderful new year's yeah, hangover yeah. that a lot of people have. Um, the thing is I'm, I'm going to, here's, here's a couple tips I have for anybody that's starting out the new year. They've got, you know, their resolutions, they've got their goals, they've got their aspirations. They have all this stuff. The first thing I'm going to tell you to do is write it out. And what I mean by write it out is, I mean, write out, write out some lists. You're going to make a couple lists. You're going to make a goal list. You're going to make a checklist. You're going to make a aspirations list. You're going to make a varying different number of lists based on what you're wanting to do. And you need to ask yourself those hard questions. You need to say, Hey, what do I want to accomplish this year? Once you have that written down, then you need to move into the next call and say, okay, now I have this goal. My goal is I want to, I want to learn to fly, fly a, a, an airplane. That's one of my goals. Let's just throw that one out there. It's a really weird one, but I, I do actually want to learn how to fly, just not this year, but I do want to learn how to fly eventually. But so let's just say you want to learn how to become a pilot and you want to learn to fly an airplane. Well, now that you have that as an aspiration or a goal, the next thing you need to know is say, how do I make this happen? What do I need? What do I need to learn? Where can I learn it? What kind of licensing do I need? What are the requirements for this licensing? Now you have this second column with all of the things you need to know or do to achieve that first column. The third column is, where can I find this information and how can I make this happen? If it's school, if it's flight training, if it's online classes, whatever you have to do, that goes in your third column. Now you've broken things down. You've gone from a basic generalization of your goal You've broken it down into subcategories. 
Now you're breaking it into sub lines and you're making everything a little finer in detail to the point where you're now go, okay, I have found a training school. This is how much it costs. This is what it entails. This is how many flight hours I have to have in order to get to this level of certification. Then you keep breaking it down. How many hours do I need right here? Okay, say it's a thousand hours. When do I need to have that completed by? Okay, so I need to dedicate XYZ amount of time to get those hours required. So you're just continually breaking things down to the point where everything is right in front of you. And then it's a matter of doing it. If you don't go in after writing all that down and do it, then why did you create your list? And that's for everything. That's just not for, I want to lose weight. Okay, great. My wife was actually ironically reading a book today on crushing your goals. Great book. The guy said, and she read this to me, and this is why I just remembered it. She said, for every single thing that you want to do, you need to ask yourself why. I want to lose weight. Why? Well, I feel like I'm fat. I need to lose weight so I can feel better. Why? Well, if I lose weight and I feel better, then I could get rid of some of my medical issues. Why? Well, if I get rid of the medical issues, I'm going to be in a better place so I don't have to pay as much for it, for medical expenses. I won't have to take the medications I'm on or I can lessen the dosages that I'm on. Well, why do you want to do that? It's money. I want to save money. Okay, well, why do you want to save money? Well, I want to buy, and everything keeps breaking down, but you're asking yourself why. And you have to answer those why questions. And every single one of them is going to make you think and look and see inside yourself deeper and deeper until you get to the root point of, okay, there is the bottom line. I want to save money because I want to do this. And if I can save money by lessening my medical expenses, by lessening my prescriptions, by losing weight, then I have found my reason for the real reason why I want to lose weight. It's all about the why. You have to answer your why. That was perfect. Yeah, I've heard about the why before. And that really is like the strongest point. Because when you're sitting there and you're eyeing like a delicious donut or something, and you're like, oh man, I really keep this donut, I'll feel better. But if you can think about your why and feel your why and, and feel what it would be like to be thin and, and be able to do whatever you want to be able to do, whether it's like attract more girls or feel better, run a marathon, or be able to do more exercise, run a marathon, whatever. Yeah, yeah exactly. Uh, it, it can definitely make it possible to get through those tough times. And I think that finding a way to remind yourself of that why, whether it's on a card that you pull out, like every time you go to like, oh, I'm going to eat this donut, pull out your why card and, and look at it or something. I feel like something like that, maybe like an a actual reminder of thing that you can. Exactly. Because like, just like they say, writing down goals, like and having goal cards and like this similar concept. Right, Exactly. Everything that we do without us realizing it subconsciously is actually a goal-oriented item from making dinner to making breakfast to filling up the car to putting on our clothes to taking a shower to putting on our shoes, taking the dogs out. 
Everything is goal oriented. If we're filling up our car, our goal is so that our car is full so we can use it to go places. If our we're putting on our shoes, our goal is that we can go somewhere where we can use our shoes because it's going to be very cold or it's going to be wet or dirty or we might step on something if we don't have shoes on. If we're taking the dogs out, the goal is so that they don't go to the bathroom in the home. I mean, everything is goal oriented and we don't typically see it like that. We typically see it as, 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 a, as a chore or a task or it's, a, oh, I got to take the dogs out again. Well, okay, yeah, so you took the dogs out 10 times today. But guess what? That's 10 different goals of the, keeping them from peeing or pooping in the house. It's just, it's it's a goal. You don't want them to do that in the house. So if you can take them out, you have achieved your goal. That's definitely true. And what this is making me think of actually is like um, the difference between a dream and a goal. A dream is like an idealistic version of a goal. <laughs> so we have, for example, I have the dream of being a life coach, right? Like a well-paid life coach. Right. But the goal of working on a website for two hours, uh, I don't really feel like doing that. You know what I mean? But the the dream of, of course, I want to do that. Like I want to. That's what I want. So it's it's. This is a whole another podcast episode idea. But uh, it's definitely true that that I think we need to go from dreams and turn them into goals and kind of become okay with the fact that it's not always going to be amazing or as idealistic as we originally planned. Correct. And I, I agree with you on that. Every, every dream that we have, you know, in being an entrepreneur and in, in, in your situation where you have a dream of being a life coach, well-paid or well-known life coach, that's a dream, but it is also the same token, a goal. Your goal is to be a well-known and well-paid life coach. Well, with a goal, you have to set your real realistic expectations and you have to write out exactly how you're going to get to that point. Website, yeah, it's a pain. Trust me, I get it. I've I have a couple websites that I've been working on and I'm still learning. I've been working on these things for years and I'm learning about them because they're always evolving. They're always changing. There's new things or new this or that. But I know that if I take the time to learn and to adapt my website, that website could in turn assist me into achieving my ultimate goal and my dream. So everything works hand in hand. My dream is my goal. My goal is my dream and to take that dream and make it a reality. Beautifully said. All right, so I'm gonna go backwards a little bit sure. and you said make three columns. Uh, the first one is kind of like all the things that you want mm -hmm. as goals for like 2021. Right. And then number two was all the things you have to do to or, or learn in order to make that happen. And the third category, the third, um, the third column is how are you going to make it happen? The places that how are you going to make it happen? Where can you find what you need to learn? Where can you find what to do or whatever? And then what I was thinking is, okay, so what about scheduling and, like, minimum time? Like, so, okay, so we already talked about we'll dedicate the three months 
to, to this plan or we'll dedicate the whole year or whatever we're doing. So you, you put a time you put a time slot on each goal, right? In in your methods that you've chosen. Mm-hmm. Um what about like does it help to have like a schedule and maybe like okay, each day I'm gonna spend this many minutes on this goal, that many minutes on that goal. So no matter what, even if you get stuck, you have to do something on that goal. Is is that a good idea? Or like I I personally what happens to me is I feel like there's no obvious next step, so then I do nothing. I, I get what you're saying. <laughs> I, I definitely get what you're saying yeah. there. Um, when it comes to your time, time is, you know, you've heard the phrase time is money. Well, time is not just money. Time is also how productive you can be. There are going to be times where you get stuck. There are going to be times where, I get stuck. There's times where I feel like I'm spinning my wheels and I'm not getting anything done. It's all about knowing what you need to do, but you also have to understand that you need to take breaks too, because you can't burn yourself out. If you burn yourself out, then you're not good to yourself or anyone else for that matter. My wife works a lot. She's a freelance writer. She does a lot of writing. And I've told her more and more and more times, that she needs to set admin days or she needs to take like little breaks or whatever. And she's starting to do that. And she's finding that on days where she's not physically writing, she can work on other things that pertain to what she does to allow her to streamline everything she's doing. I set time frames for when I'm doing stuff. For instance, if I am working on my podcast, I set time frames and say, okay, I'm going to do research on my next subject matter. And I want to do that for an hour. So I will actually write out a time frame or a time schedule for myself on when I need to do things. Do, does it always happen? No. Sometimes I get so far into the rabbit hole of research that I next thing I look over and it's been four hours. You have to be adaptable to what you've done and what you set up for your schedule or you're going to start feeling like you're not getting anything accomplished because I've done it myself where I'm like, oh, crud, I'm four hours in and I almost give myself an hour and a half. Now, what do I need to do to get myself caught up? Well, I'm going to skip this. I, that, that, I can do that another day. Don't put off anything if you can help it. Don't put any of it off until the next day because the next day is probably going to be a bit different. You don't know what the next day is going to bring. I had no clue that my wife was going to end up in the hospital for 29 days this last year. No clue. That must have been really challenging. That threw everything that I knew out the window. Everything I had planned was out the window. I had... And I did it again this year, but I am a little smarter about it. I made a list of every single episode I wanted to do last year. I had it all lined out, episode number, episode name, what it was going to be about, when it was going to get posted. And then I was just methodically working four or five episodes, getting all the research done. Then I would go and record them. And then I would set time aside to edit them get them loaded. I did all that. 
her ending up in the hospital changed all that because there was a big chunk of podcasts that just did not get done. And I had to understand and realize to myself, things change. And if you're not willing to adapt and work with that change, you're going to set yourself up for a bigger failure than you'll ever be at a bigger success. Wow. It's amazing that you were able to overcome that. It wasn't easy. Um, I, I realized that focusing on her health, which also in turn made me realize I need to focus on my health, was more important than me pushing out and getting podcast episodes out when really my mindset was not there. I would have been putting out subpar episodes while she was in the hospital and my mindset with, with her, not in my podcast that I was doing. And I was like, I'm not going to fail my podcast just to keep it going when I have other things that are more prioritized right now in the moment. And so I said, you know what? I am going to take time off. I'm going to let my podcast listeners know. And I will let them know I will come back when I am ready. Two weeks, uh, 18 days went by. She got out of the hospital. Okay, we thought we were good on things. I waited about a week after she got out of the hospital. I was getting ready, and I got the podcast back up and running. Little did I know, in about five more days, she was going right back into the hospital for another 11 days. I didn't know that was going to happen. So, in a way, I precursed and pre-jumped it back into my podcast without ensuring that her health was better than when she went back in, when she went into the hospital initially. So I had to stop the podcast a second time. I kind of failed myself and my podcast in that sense. But I took the time this time and I stopped the episodes. I stopped my podcast. And once she got out of the hospital, I made sure I took the time. I didn't rush back into the podcast, even though it was on my mind. And I ensured that everything she needed medically, everything she needed for her health and to improve her health, to get her back to as close to where she was before she went into the hospital the first time, I wanted to make sure everything she was needed was done. And when I felt comfortable with where she was and where I was mentally, emotionally, physically, I then came back with the podcast and that was tough because again, I had this giant list of all these episodes that I had skipped all these interviews that I wanted to do with authors that I had already lined up and I, they were ready to go. And I had all my interview questions. Everything was there. I had all this stuff I had missed. That was a panic moment for me. Cause I'm thinking, how am I going to catch up to this? Am I going to need to do it where I do? a podcast every single day. No, I can't do that because that's going to give me burnout. I'm going to get stressed. I'm going to be trying to get things going. And I said, you know what? I'm going to take off from where I am right now. And I'm going to make the podcast the best I can through the rest of the year. And then I'm going to go from there. Yeah. There's a lot of stuff that didn't get talked about this last year in this podcast, but it doesn't mean I can't take that and put it into this year's episodes. 
It doesn't mean I can't come back to it later and it's going to be fresh because guess what? My podcast listeners had no clue what I missed. All they know is what they could hear. So be willing to adapt and be willing to change based on your situation because it can change just like that. It can change so fast. And if you're not willing to adapt, you're going to set yourself up for a bigger failure. So just like being okay with failure that we talked about in the beginning, Mm -hmm. you have to also be okay with your life changing and your priorities changing. Oh, absolutely. Along with this, I was actually thinking I should probably mention this because it's one of my favorite things, but um, the Pareto principle where this is a little different than what you're talking about, Mm -hmm. but how um, 20% of like the things we have to do, like our goals or whatever, uh, actually brings like 80% of the results. So I think an important thing you can do in your life is be like, okay, so what are the, what's the important 20%? Like if you have a list of things like that list you, you made earlier that we were talking about with the three columns, right? uh, maybe like check in with that and see what's the most important and spend the most time and the most effort on those things. Oh, absolutely. You should, you know, when you have your list and and I didn't mention it, but you need to see which ones are the most important to you. If losing weight is one thing you really want to do, then that needs to be considered as one of your most important things. If buying a new car is an important thing to you because yours is maybe you've, you've had it for a long time. It's got engine issues or you're constantly having to take it to a shop then that is one of the most important things and you need to prioritize the meaning the the means to make it happen so you can buy a new new car prioritizing your list based on most important to least important will show you what you need to focus on first and then work your way down the list if you try to do all of the things on your list it's like that you know having too, too many irons in the fire, too many sticks in the fire, and the fire is going to go out. You're going to eventually burn yourself out to where there's nothing left. And that's not going to do any of those things that you have on your list any good. That list now is useless. Definitely. You should not try to do everything every single day all the time. <laughs> you no, have to absolutely set your priorities. Not. Like, but um, today I'm just okay. working on my website. That that was my focus for today. Yeah, I have a whole bunch of other things that I can do or that I need to do. But everything has its place. Everything has its time. Everything has its purpose. I know that if I get the website up, that's one less thing I have to work on later on. If I do episodes for my podcast, like, for instance, I have all of January's episodes already recorded. I have all of them edited, I have all of them loaded, and they're all scheduled for the entire month. That opens up time for me to do other things that are important and to prepare for the next month's episodes so I'm not rushing myself and putting out subpar product. I would rather put out excellent material I'd rather do excellent stuff or the best of my personal ability every single thing that I do versus put out subpar work in all the things I do 
and then know I failed myself in giving the best I I can. That definitely makes sense. All right. So let me think. We uh, talked about being okay with failure. We talked about making your three columns. We talked. I talked a little bit about um, maybe setting like specific times to work. Or you you said setting specific times on things. And then I was thinking like, okay, I'm gonna sit down. Like for example, if you want to lose weight, and part of your goal is understanding the different options out there for losing weight. Maybe you spend 15, 30 minutes a day reading about weight loss. Exactly. You schedule that. You know what I mean? You, you so, schedule uh, everything out. That, yeah. I think that's pretty good. I wish uh, I wish we had a magic bullet or a secret answer or I guess that's what I've been looking for, but I don't think there is one. But I think I'm going to keep pushing and trying to find more answers about how to just do it because I think uh, – I think it's a pretty great topic. <laughs> it is, you know, and yeah, there isn't a, a magic wand. There isn't a secret potion of something you can drink. There isn't a button you can push. You know, you've seen the staples. Uh, that was easy button, you know, that thing. It, there is yeah. no perfect way to do something. There's no perfect way to do it. The only right way to do something is to just do it. If you aren't willing to just do whatever it is you're wanting to do, then why are you trying? Because all you're doing is is wasting time and trying to just haphazardly do something when you could be taking that time, that energy, that effort, and that focus and determination, and you could take all of that and put it into something you really want to do. And you are going to be better for it. Now, the thing that you were just haphazardly doing, does it mean you have to just get rid of it? No. Maybe right now is not the time for that. Maybe right now is not the time to learn how to fly a plane. Maybe that could come later. But right now, if your focus is to lose weight, Learning about weight loss, learning about what to do to manage your body, learning how to take care of your body, learn how to about food intake, learning about the quality of food, learning about what you need to do in order to make your body better, make your body healthier and to lose weight. That is important. So scheduling time to read articles, scheduling time to read a book, scheduling time to meal prep, scheduling time to understand your nutrition, that's worth your life because ultimately, if you continue to weight, gain weight, you continually gain the risks that come with that gained weight that can ultimately affect your medical and your life expectancy. And that should be important to you. And to anybody for that matter. Definitely. It should be. And all right. So I think that pretty much wraps it up. We've gone for about 40 minutes now, unless you have anything that you want to leave them with. Um, no, it's, it's been a pleasure speaking with you, Tim. And the one thing I will leave with people is don't be afraid to try. If you don't try, you don't know. And if you don't know, you'll never know. It's the same thing as with if you're afraid to ask a question, 
you'll never know what the answer is. And if you don't know the answer is, it will never mean anything to you. So be open to change. Be open to self-exploration. Be open to finding what works for you and just do it. That, that was actually beautifully said. I'm going to leave them with just a tip that I figured out about a week ago. If you're having a hard time doing like anything, like you can't do like anything, um, make a list of the things you have to, that you have to do, like take them out of your head and put them on paper. If you haven't done that already and make your set a timer and make yourself do something like, okay, you have these two options. I can either work on my website or I can record an, uh, a video. Okay. Record a video is easier. I'll do that. And then you go, okay, now you can work on the next thing you do. would be like, we can work on your website or you can write a blog post. And then I'm like, um, I'll write a blog post. But then eventually it's like, okay, you can work on your website or you can do more job applications. Oh, I'll work on my website. Like, <laughs> so it, it's like a way of kind of like going the, the way of least resistance. I found that it can help just get you out of that initial slump if you're having a hard time doing uh, anything at all. Mm -hmm. Oh, absolutely. Sometimes when it's hard to get motivated on something, by finishing up some simple, fast, small tasks, and you look down at that piece of paper and you see those check marks or you see things are crossed off or marked out or whatever, however you do it, that gives you a mental boost. That gives you an ego and a confidence boost. And you're like, okay, you know what? I don't really feel like I've accomplished anything, but I'm looking at this list and I've, I've, I've accomplished this, 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 and this. I've accomplished more than I thought I did. And that can allow you to keep that momentum going so you can get some of the harder things done. Definitely. That's awesome. I'm glad we're on the same page about that. All right. Well, Happy New Year's, everyone. Happy New Year. Um, I wish you a great start to your goals and to your journey this year. As do and I with you, Tim. I hope to see you next time. <laughs> Take it easy, and like I always say, keep the words flowing, the words going, and happy writing to everybody this new year. <laughs> Bye, Lyman. Bye-bye.